Welcome to another edition of the ATL Alts Podcast. This is your host, Andre Sindate. Today, my guest on the show is Michael Maroon, Managing Director of Glass Funds. I like to start the show with the same question for all my guests. Tell us your backstory. Andres, uh, thank you for having me on. Really excited to be here. Glass Funds is, is headquartered here in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where I was born and raised. I actually went away to, to high school in Florida for a bit before coming back to Cleveland for college, where I went to Cleveland State and studied finance. And I always had an interest in the financial sector. But as you know, that can be as broad as you want it to be. Growing up in a house where my father was a financial professional, uh, who happens to be the, the CEO, current CEO and founder of Glass Funds, I always sort of was able to learn about finance from a number of different areas of my life outside traditional education. You know, so as I'm going through school, I'm going through, you know, your traditional, you know, corporate finance classes, learning about investments, learning about real estate, learning about wealth management. And something that um, really actually where I caught interest initially was in the high net worth wealth management space. Um, so as I got sort of into the later years in university, that was a career that I, I had planned to pursue after college and did plan to pursue both during and after college, where my first internship was with UBS and their wealth management group here in Cleveland, which I very much enjoyed. What I learned was by working there was that it's such a complex thing in wealth management. You know, managing money for high net worth and ultra high net worth indi individuals is dynamic, it's complex. But for me, I had such a high interest in the space that it was interesting to me. Every day there was something new. I was able to meet with clients. One thing that I was not necessarily involved with, but from a peripheral angle, what I got to learn about were, you know, how do high net worth and ultra high net worth folks invest their money? And a, a, a part of that is alternative investments, um, which was something that in college I, I wasn't necessarily learning about, you know, directly, but I was always aware, obviously, as in my father's background was in hedge funds and ultimately the founding of glass funds in uh, 2008. So I was always aware of the profession, but I wasn't aware of exactly, you know, how are individuals executing on this? How does it fit into a portfolio? How is it done? How is it managed? When I was with my prior firm, I got to learn a little bit about that and enough to perk my interest to eventually join Glass Funds, where I joined early 2020. So just before March of 2020 is when I joined, which was certainly an interesting time to change sure. jobs. But it ended up being, you know, a, a wonderful time to join. So I've been here close to four years now. The firm has grown immensely since I've since I've been here. We've done a lot of hiring. We've had a lot of great growth. You know, I have a lot of new partnerships, um, both on the sort of the RIA and, and bank side as well as the GP side. Since I've joined, we've had the opportunity to welcome a number of of great team members along the way. Our business has not only grown but it's evolved. You know, our solution set. While you know we're a alternatives platform for advisors, a key tenet of ours is customization. So you know a platform for advisors that can mean so many different things to so many different people. And as you know, every single advisor that you meet, you know they have different needs, they have different tastes by nature of their clients, right? Every underlying client that an advisor is working with is going to be different. And they can all have, you know, similarities, similarities and advisors have, you know, certain things that they'll do for a, a majority of their clients. But it's our belief that, you know, advisors can, you know, show their their value and provide, you know, a lot of benefit to their clients by doing something different, right, by offering something in a custom way. And we think that alternatives should be no different. You know, again, one of our core tenants is customization, but really a theme of our business is giving advisors 
not only the platform to execute on alts, but really the tools to be able to do it in a customized way that works best for their practice and their clients, and then being able to do it in a way that's scalable, right? Which is obviously really important. And as we get a little bit more into the intricacies of sort of alts in wealth management and what that looks like, advisors being able to scale alts at their practice is probably just as important, if not more important than getting access in the first place. You talked about the founding of Glass Funds in 2008. Would you take us back a little bit? Um, I know you may not have been at the firm in those really early days, but love to hear more about what was the founding idea. You know, while our solution set has evolved over the last, you know, almost 15 years now of serving advisors, the thesis has remained generally the same. When my dad launched the business in 2008, he had a background really in, in hedge fund of funds at the time. His thesis was giving investors more freedom of choice. At the time, in 2008, 2009, alts weren't really a big part of the picture for the independent RIA or even you know large RIA multifamily office. Um, certainly they were aware, but it was really a space for institutional allocators at the time. Alts were very new for a number of reasons. They weren't really accessible. There wasn't technology to make it feasible. Everything was very manual. My dad would be the first one to tell you that at the time, he didn't necessarily see the need for all of these technology tools and innovations that we have today. But what he saw was investors want this. And they want it in a way that's bespoke, and they want the freedom of choice to select which fund they're going to go into. At the time, really, the only product made available to a non-institutional investor was a fund of funds where you invested and you got you know, an allocation to 10, 15, 20 managers. And you know, that was that, right? There really wasn't, you didn't really have the ability to customize beyond that, and it was pretty fixed. So my dad launched Glass Funds with the thesis of giving investors, uh, advisors, the ability to allocate more at the line item level, being able to, to select which managers they were going to invest in, as opposed to just going into these buckets. So originally, the business was launched because he saw that there was going to be a demand for that. We've evolved significantly since then. Right now, we're really a true technology enterprise platform for advisors. We have a number of tools and things that are utilized really with the same core solution set, nonetheless. Um, where advisors can build truly bespoke, scalable alts portfolios, not just with hedge funds, but also private credit, private equity, real estate, and really whatever else that advisor wants in that portfolio. But again, even today, a main core tenet of ours is giving advisors the tools to have the freedom of choice to select their funds right in a way that's scalable, in a way that's doable for their firm, in a way where they can add value to their clients. So while a lot has changed over the last 15 years, right? Not only with glass, but in the alts sphere in general. I would say, you know, that core tenant of giving advisors flexibility and the freedom of choice to select their funds that are the best fit for their firm and their clients remains the same. Michael, I read the website um, for glass funds and I'm going to put the link to that website uh, and and your bio in our show notes. What struck me is the core values on the website, and I'm just going to read those out loud. Of course, you know them, but I'd love to ask you um, what they represent, um, because I think it's very easy in our business and these shows and in these interviews to talk about product and talk about strategies and talk about uh, what is everybody doing today. And we will talk about some of those things, but I, I think what's missed oftentimes is the backstory what informs and guides the decision-making inside the walls of your organization? 
you know, it's it's hard for me to place an order of importance on those things that you just laid out. But if I yeah. if I had to, I think care and understanding would be number one, and it's that extends to you know really every component of our business um, and the things that we do right and the things that we do wrong. Um, and, and really our day-to-day in managing clients and working with our employees and hiring new employees is, is care and understanding. If you can understand, you know, the individual that you're sitting across from that you're working with, whether they're a client, whether they're a partner on the asset management side, whether they're a colleague of yours, you know, that's really the first step to growing that relationship. And like I said, that extends to every single component of our business. And the first is understanding. And then the second is really caring to find you know, mutually beneficial solution. And I work, you know, I oversee and work directly with our sales team. So I lead that group out. One of my core tenants for that team is always be, you know, working in a consultative manner with the client, understand what they're asking, you know, don't just explain to them what our product is. Don't just explain to them what we do. Take time to understand them, take time to understand, you know, what their pain points are, where they've had success, where they're looking to grow. That way you can actually provide answers and solution sets that are going to resonate directly with that individual. And I speak directly to that sort of on the client business development side, but I think that extends to employees. I think it extends to partners of the firm, which really is a sort of extends top down from my dad has, has always really taken time to understand every single component of our business as nuanced as it is and as complex as it can be at times. He's done a really good job of teaching others at the firm, um, not just me, how important that is in a, in a core tenet of ours to understand why we're doing what we're doing, to understand you know, why people are coming to us. And I think ultimately that allows us to you know, just do a, a really good job for the clients and, and, and do a good job for each other, right? And speaking about employees. Another thing you mentioned was transparency, and mm-hmm. this can mean a, a few different things in our business, and we use it to mean a few different things in our business. And you know, we talked sort of the traditional alternative space, right? The fund of funds, the hedge funds that weren't really accessible. Not only were they not accessible, but average you know advisor and high net worth and ultra high net worth investor didn't really know much about them. You know, what's going on at at these funds? How are they delivering such good returns? How do you get access to them? There was really no transparency. As investors, as demand has creeped up for alternatives over the last 15 years, asset managers has, have also seen uptake in their want to diversify away from their traditional you know, institutional capital base, right? Asset managers want to access global wealth capital. And glass funds sitting at the at really the in between the intersection of the wealth managers and the asset managers, a core tenet of ours is to be as transparent as we possibly can. You know, the amount of information and data that we're seeing, you know, on a daily basis around, you know, investor allocations, what are investors looking for, what are asset managers, you know, selling currently, what are they raising capital in? We have a lot of data and information. I mean, we try to do um, as much as we possibly can with that data in the sense of looking where trends are going, providing good information to our investors, providing good information to asset managers, and being as transparent as possible because there's a large, you know, educational component that comes with alternative investing and doing it in a successful way. And you can't be educated on a topic if there isn't good transparency around, you know, what's going on in the space and that's in that particular investment. So again, transparency is a huge core tenet of ours. That can mean a few different things, but, you know, from our perspective, being at sort of this intersection of information from both sides, we really try to be 
as transparent as we possibly can in a way that's effective, right? So making the data that we get ingestible, putting it in a format that folks can understand, putting it in a format that makes it useful to them. It's very important to us. Let's talk for a few minutes about the advisor. And alternatives are a way for them to accomplish a few different things. There's challenges. Reporting is a headache. They can't build portfolios kind of using things that they're most comfortable with. The transparency into the underlying investments, the due diligence, K-1s, you, you, you hear come up. How do you all help the advisor think about some of those challenges? One thing I and we at Glass always do when we're talking to a, a newer existing advisor, we're always starting with questions, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're doing our best to learn about the current process, the current needs, and ultimately, Andres, what their vision is for an alternatives program. Ultimately, ad advisors come to us at one stage or another, right? They've been doing alts for some time and they're not a solution, or they're not doing alts at all and they're looking for a solution. So, and every advisor is different. We do our sure. best to try to, you know, bucket them and, and offer solutions as such. But as I mentioned, sort of at the beginning of this interview is a core tenet of ours is customization. So the more we can learn about an advisor, the more we can learn about what they're looking to solve for when it comes to alternatives. Look, everybody's looking to ultimately solve for the same thing. They want to get their clients access to alternatives, right? Sort of at a, a base case scenario, but that's just the first step, right? We talk about access and the need for access. It's our opinion that access is now abundant, right? You yeah. have asset managers that have made products so accessible to advisors. You have platforms like Glass Funds that have made these products you know, accessible in a way that's pretty scalable, right? In a way where 10 years ago, an advisor may be able to put their top five or 10 clients into you know, one private equity fund. Today, they should be able to do it across the majority of their client base, right? If that's sort of what their goal is. So learning about the advisor and what their vision is for their program is always our number one priority because then we can reverse engineer from there and then talk about the solution set almost in a retroactive sense of if an advisor says, well, I don't have the ability to do a number of subdocs. Well, Glass Funds is able to solve for that. If you know, I don't want to be receiving 10 K1s per client and I have 50 clients that I want to do alts for. Well, Glass Funds can solve for that. We're a single K1 solution. Well, I can't meet the minimums for this fund, let alone the 12 funds that I want to diversify across. Well, Glass Funds can solve for that because we offer lower minimums. Our ability to weed out these pain points for the advisors is very, very important. Again, because every advisor, as you know, is so different. Every advisor's client is so different. They all have different needs. They're all coming to us at different stages. And again, based on the initial feedback and answers we're getting from our questions is where we'll sort of start to hone in on our solution set for that advisor. And, you know, an, an example I'll give you is we work with, you know, some advisors that have, you know, 10 or 20 underlying clients with us. We work with some very large advisors that have a few hundred clients with us, right? So while the underlying solution set is the same, generally the interaction is a little bit different, right? The, the unique pain points that we're solving for those two firms may be a little bit different or really at different scales. And I think that that speaks to our sort of the benefit of our solution set is it's very modular. We can have, you know, our solution is can be plug in and play for what we think to be any advisor across the country looking to access alts, whether you have one client looking to get into one fund, or whether you have a thousand clients that you're looking to build 
a programmatic diversified, you know, alts program across. And it's important to be able to offer both because every advisor is going to have different needs and, you know, sort of an off the shelf solution where there's a one size fits all. We think that, you know, maybe that was good at some point, but on this topic of innovation, you know, customization and scalability, we really see as the next generation of alternatives. Again, our opinion is that access is abundant. Advisors don't need any more access to alternative managers. Every single alternative manager on the street wants to raise money in global wealth. They're working with platforms like Glass Funds. They're democratizing products to make them accessible for the high net worth and ultra high net worth investor. But with access, right, comes again, more choice for the advisor. How do I choose which fund ultimately to invest in? And then how do I do this for a hundred or so of my clients, 200 or so of my clients? Then how do I do it the next year and the next year and the next year? These are the the problems that we're looking to solve. These are the problems that we're solving for. And that's really where our solution set resonates with advisors as we're showing them that this isn't a, you know, off the shelf, one and done type solution. Alternatives are here to stay. You know, they should be a growing part of your business. They should be a value add to your firm and to your clients, and you should be doing them for a long time. You know, we've all seen the data that, you know, currently the, you know, the average high net worth individual in the United States may have a percent or so of all in their portfolio. You know, we think that's going to go to five, then we think it's going to go to 10, then we, we think it might go to 20. And in order to get there, you don't just need access to products. You need technology, you need solution sets that allows advisors to do this at scale because alternative investments can, you know, obviously do a lot of great for a client's portfolio, but traditionally they can be a large pain for that advisor firm. As you mentioned, the reporting can be complex, the subscription documents can be complex, the tax reporting can be complex, which is why platforms like Glass Funds exist, right? To allow them to build out diversified portfolios of alts over a long period of time without burdening their operations practice at that firm. And again, that's that's a very important part of what we offer to advisors. The platform started out focusing in hedge funds, but now it sounds like you offer a whole lot of other solutions. Maybe you could spend a few minutes talking about that evolution. The snapshot I'll give you is in 2008, when my dad launched the business, we had seven hedge fund managers. We were invested in seven hedge fund managers across okay. the entirety of the platform. Fast forward to today, we're invested in over 220 managers across wow. both hedge funds and private capital. So private capital, private cap, when I say private capital, I really mean everything, private sure. equity, credit, real assets, secondaries, venture, anything that's a non-hedge fund is a very large part of our business today. We introduced the ability to invest in private funds on glass circa 2013. Going back to my dad's original thesis, which in 2008 was, you know, investors are going to want access to these hedge funds. In 2013, he must have woken up one day and said, hey, I think people are going to want access to private equity funds. That was really the, sort of the catalyst for us offering private funds as we saw this proliferation of, yes, investors want, want access to hedge funds, or the good, the good ones at least, but you know now they want access to private equity. So really, the the private fund offering with Glass started with again just a, a handful of private equity funds. And fast forward to today, private equity, credit, secondaries, venture, infrastructure, you know, and then really you know every nuanced vertical within those asset classes. Sure. I'm sure you know we've invested in at some point. And I think something really unique about our platform 
on this topic of, you know, modularity and, and customization is we're completely open architecture. We have investments that obviously, you know, we source diligence and monitor in-house and make available on our platform. But advisors that we work with, Andres, have the ability to source their own funds to the Glass Funds platform, oh, which okay. I think is, is interesting. Is is really unique specifically in our space because you know, and, and that's really at the farthest level of giving advisors the tools to build bespoke portfolios. You know, theoretically, of the thousands of underlying investors that we have, each of those po- portfolios can look completely different, right? All residing in the same platform, but everybody could theoretically own a different portfolio because we give advisors the ability to source their own funds. Now, with that being said, that's just a function of you know, that underlying advisor and where they're at in their alt's life cycle. Many of our advisors come to us because they need assistance with that diligence part of the equation, right? They need the education, they need the diligence. But many advisors, you know, especially the larger independent advisors have built these functions in-house, right? They're doing alternative investment due diligence in-house today, and they just need an execution platform. And we really tend to resonate with, with those firms as well, because we can give them you know, the same great tools we're giving to our other advisors while allowing them to source their own funds in a, in a way that's scalable. So I think that's a really unique, you know, component about our platform on this topic of customization is being completely open architecture. And again, sort of in one of our core tenets of innovation, probably one of the few, if not the only platform that offers a truly, you know, open architecture platform in that regard. What are the qualities of those really great partnerships where you say this is vital to our business? That I think there would be a lot of people interested in understanding strategically how'd you do it? You know, we could probably have a whole separate 24 hour <laughs> long podcast. We about, might have to know, do that. Sort of yeah. like, right. Yeah. The, the, you know, the different partners that we interact with on a daily basis to make everything work. And also, you know, the partners along the way that have gotten, you know, helped get us to where we are. Sure. You know, me being on more of the the customer side and, and facing off to our client base is we really view our clients as partners. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I said earlier in the interview that you know our sales team is really focused on on working in a consultative manner with our advisors and learning and and again back to understanding and care of you know what can we do to be a better partner at Glass Funds, but. What we've seen is in our customer basis, they become great partners of ours, right? Whether that comes to sharing of ideas or best practices when it comes to reporting or best practices when it comes to, you know, dealing with, you know, certain portfolio parameters and, and things like that. And we're constantly working with, you know, not just the investment folks at our at our advisory firms, but also the operations folks, right? And learning about what their best practices are and then, you know, maybe helping another one of our, you know, advisors that come to us looking for guidance on best practices, knowing that we work with, you know, over a hundred advisory firms across the country. So and again, back to this idea of we're in the midst, in the middle of all this information flow you know, and all this data, you know, not all of that is just, you know, quantitative data about, you know, the science of alternative investing. A lot of that is the art, right? The qualitative things that we come across from our partners at our client firms about, you know, what they're doing to be successful, how we can tie in any of those components to our own business, right? So that's that's a big sort of value add for us is, is I would say with with every single client that we have, I we at Glass truly view them as a partner. That's been a great benefit for us. And all of our clients have, have helped us to get to where, where we are today. On the other side of that, 
you know, on the, on the manager side, and we have a number of, you know, as I mentioned, of 200 or so underlying investments, you know, some of our manager partnerships are larger than others. Um, some of those 200 investments obviously are smaller in scale and some are much larger, but in sort of on this topic of managers democratizing product and wanting to diversify away from their institutional investor base and wanting to raise more wealth or more, more capital and global wealth, they've turned to platforms like us to learn about the global wealth channel, learn about what products do these investors want. Working in a part, you know, in, in many partnerships with underlying asset managers when it comes to access and distribution and, and sort of learning what they're going to be offering to investors gives us a great, you know, sort of way of us helping them educate the advisors, right? Because if we're seeing information from 200 or so underlying asset managers on what they're seeing, right? In the broad sphere, whether that's macro or specifically in a, in a region or a space, we can take all that data and ideally make it, you know, very usable and digestible so that when advisor comes to us looking for guidance, or they're looking at glass as sort of a source of knowledge or truth, we can have a lot of good information to, to hopefully help them. And that's a large part about what we do. Right, is just simply trying to gather as much information and data as possible from partners on both sides, customers and asset managers. We're really lucky to be at this intersection. It's obviously really interesting and the growth is 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 great. But with that said, we we definitely feel like we have a responsibility to do a lot of good with, you know, the information and data that we're coming across on a daily basis. What are the most successful advisors that you work with and partner with doing better when it comes to alternatives? I can speak, you know, right off the top of my head to two very clear commonalities that we see. The first is operational excellence. The meat and potatoes of, a, of an RIA's practice can be their back middle office operations. It's a key component of what they do. And when you involve alternatives and the, you know, the traditional complexities that come with that, that can involve, you know, bring in a lot of nuance. That wasn't previously there. So advisors that are aware and understand that alternatives have, even with a, a platform like Glass Funds that is solving, right, and the technology that we have that's solving for a lot of the, the complexities, it still takes a lot of thought from the advisor's perspective on, you know, being able to handle these things, whether it's a subscription document or a capital call or reporting, right? So knowing ahead of time that there are operational requirements and components that you know, need to be addressed and constantly monitored when it comes to alternatives is um, probably, you know, aside from selecting the investment itself and making sure it's suitable for the client is going to be by far the most important thing that an advisor can do to set themselves up for success. And the second is going to be transparency and education, right? So we work to be transparent and educate advisors on things that we're doing at Glass, right? The investments that they're accessing on our platform. Ultimately, it's, it's the advisor's job to educate the client and be as transparent as they possibly can with the client and, you know, explaining to them that the ETF that they own and the reporting cadence of the ETF is going to be very different than the middle market buyout fund that they own. What we've seen, especially with advisors that are a little, that are a little bit newer to alternatives is they'll get up to speed. They learn about it. They think that, you know, a certain client's, you know, book is, you know, fits great for this investment and they put them in it. And what they see as the life of the investment goes on is they probably could have done a better job of uh, educating the client upfront, right? Not just on the investment thesis itself, but again, these operational complexities that come with this investment that a client might not be used to specifically a, 
you know, an 80 page sub doc, right. That they might be having to sign or they're getting the capital call that they've never gotten before. They're getting a, a K one in August, right. As opposed to getting their, their 1099 before April 15th. So these sort of nuanced components, right. That all really add up to what can be pretty large operational complexities that, you know, platforms like glass do a really good job of solving for, but ultimately it's on the advisor to educate the client on what to expect. So to round out my answer, I would say, you know, the first is operational excellence within that advisor firm and setting themselves up for success to be able to not just do this for a handful of clients, but to be able to do it for a majority of clients. And the second is education and transparency to the client base, we think is very, very important and is another key component in setting that advisor firm up for success to do alternatives for a long time. The data doesn't doesn't lie, right? The biggest managers are gathering the most assets. And it's been that way for a long time, and it's it's becoming that way across all these different verticals. But as part of this innovation and evolution theme that we talked about earlier in, in your organization, I want to kind of ask you to talk about what role does that emerging specialist niche manager have in this overall alternatives landscape and and how you all think about it there it's interesting you know and today as as i mentioned the average we'll call it high net worth investor has you know single digit percent alternatives in their portfolio right so what we'll see typically is when the investor first gets involved with alternatives right when they go from 0 to 1% that's probably going to be a lot of you know mega cap type asset manager product when they go to 1% to 5%, there may be some more sort of niche emerging managers involved in there. When you see these advisors who have been doing alts for their clients for, call it, five plus years, and many of our advisors have been doing alts for their clients for 10 plus years, is emerging managers do play a role in their portfolio. Because, you know, and this can be for a number of, of reasons, right? It could be sector specific. It could be specialist specific. There could be bubble up demand from clients on a specific strategy, you know, whether that's climate, whether that's oil and gas, right? These, these areas where, you know, there's investor attention where clients start to ask about and it perks advisor interest. And you start to see that there actually is opportunity in this space, opportunity meaning, you know, potential for an outsized return, right? Enhancing the return of our portfolio or further diversifying it away from where some of the mega cap managers are going to go. So there can be a number of different merits that come with investing in emerging managers, you know, and what we're going to see or what we think we're going to see is as investors continue to increase their allocation to alts in general, emerging managers will be a part of that. First, they'll get introduced, right, to some extent to a client portfolio, and then they'll just become a larger and larger part of it. And we think just as the mega cap asset managers um, have looked to global wealth to diversify away from their traditional institutional investor base, not necessarily diversify away, but, you know, continue to grow, emerging managers will do the same, right? Emerging managers that have typically been fundraising in the ENF space and institutional consultancy space, there's no reasons why they shouldn't be, you know, talking to the independent advisor about, you know, their strategy and what they have to offer, because as advisors get more educated on alts and they're working with platforms like Glass and they have systems in place to be able to do it at scale, it'll give them the ability to allocate to these emerging managers um, in a more scalable fashion. Earlier in our conversation, alternatives expected to grow from anywhere from one, two, three percent on average of the high net worth portfolio, just a doubling 
of that over the next decade. What does that mean for glass funds in terms of where you have to think about taking the business? One thing we always say here is you can't solve for today. You have to solve for tomorrow when specifically along the lines of innovation. The data tells us that the high net worth investor is going to invest a significant more amount of money in all. So over the next decade and then way more over the, the following decades. So we're you know, operating under the impression that the flows to alts from the global wealth channel are going to increase significantly over the next number of years. So with that being said, while our solution set and our focus will remain similar, right? Providing solutions to advisors to make alts accessible, to make alts scalable, we're focused on, you know, this isn't about solving for an advisor that has 20 clients that are going to do alts. Now we're going to be solving for advisors where all their clients are going to be doing alts, right? So how can we further our solution set? How can we make it better for this advisor? How can we make it more adaptable? You know, there's so many different components that comes to investing in a, a private equity fund. For example, you have, you know, our subscription document, you have AML and KYC, you have capital calls, you have reporting. So if we can sector out, right, all these different components to what makes an alternative investment, quote unquote, complex for an advisor, and the more we can continue to chip away at these complexities, right? Over time, those will compound. Over time, these things will become not as complex for the advisor. And we think, you know, that along with products that are going to come from the asset managers and then us continuing to make these funds not only more accessible, but more scalable at an advisor practice, that's where you're going to get this, you know, doubling effect. And then this, the, the next doubling effect of private wealth capital and all. So it's our focus to, you know, continuing to do what we do best, right, in serving advisors. But at the same time, we're constantly looking down the road at, you know, how we're innovating, how we're going to be providing better solutions for for different advisors. It's interesting. We are now at the place where we feel like every day an advisor is coming to us and we're learning something new. Every time we learn something new about an advisor, it gives us something that we can continue to get better at. Um, so our, our solution set will continue to evolve. Um, but our focus will remain the same in, in providing really good solutions for advisors. With that, yeah. Michael Maroon, Managing Director at Glass Funds, thank you for joining me today on ATL Alt. Thank you, Andres. I really enjoyed it.